we are chaperoned through a lot of this week by NFL Australia, and the heads of that organisation is Charlotte Offord. Charlotte, it's great to have you on SEN. Perfect. Thank you for having me. What are your first impressions of Vegas? Uh, you know, Vegas is obviously a city that has a lot going for it already, but I think um, bringing a Super Bowl here just kind of amplifies it to a new level. I think we saw that last night at opening night. Um, 24,000 people to you know watch the, the players get interviewed. Um, so just fantastic. The atmosphere is already building, as you as you pointed out. So we're excited to see how the week goes on. How valuable, how important to have an Australian again involved. So only four have done it, and Mitch is doing it for a second time. Absolutely. Um, look, we always want to have um, our represent our Aussies and see them in, in the um, Super Bowl. So, um, you know, last year we had Jordan. Now we've got Mitch um, again. So we're very, very excited to, ha- to have him on, on the team. The, the NFL ambition internationally is growing and you're our conduit as to work out where we sit in the scheme of things. Maybe across the past 12 months, how has the NFL grown in Australia to your eye? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we only really opened an office um, going on a year and a half ago now in Australia, but certainly Australia has been a key market for us for, for quite some time. Um, you know, through the last 12 months, we've seen you know, a lot of growth, a lot of growth. Um, and, you know, TV numbers and viewership numbers can, can, um, continue to rise um, in double-digit growth, which is just fantastic to see, particularly through the playoffs. We saw some of our best um, ever, um, most viewed playoff games that we've ever had since we started tracking very many, a long time ago. So um, super exciting for me to kind of see the growth, to see people getting behind it. No doubt, obviously, some pop culture elements have, have helped... Um, you know, drive interest this year among a new audience. But so you think there's a Taylor Swift factor? I'm sure. I'm sure there is an, an aspect of that that has come into play. But um, you know, certainly, I think from a growing in the audience that we've been wanting to grow in, and the kind of uh, young demographic um, of you know men, you know, under the age of 25, we've seen a huge growth in that space. Um, but we may have also captured a few females along the way there too. Well, my household is a real life example of that, as my girls have never watched the NFL, but the 16 year old, every time I sit down to watch the Chiefs she comes and sits next to me so uh, we're for real on that front and um, we shared a, a, the Australian has that weekly graphic that measures the most spoken about uh, events of the week p- uh, politics sport whatever it is in Australian life and the week after last year's Super Bowl it was the Super Bowl by a big margin mm-hmm. which felt like uh, that felt like a very measurable moment for the growth Absolutely. I mean, last year's Super Bowl was um, our most viewed Super Bowl to date in Australia. Um, I think we'll surpass it this year by a long shot, so I'm very excited to see the numbers post that. So obviously very much encouraging everyone in Australia to tune in um, on that Monday morning. Um, but, you know, like, I think Super Bowl as a, a platform has become much bigger. Um, we're obviously hosting our first official Super Bowl party in the market on Sydney this year. Um, you know, we'd like to do that across multiple different markets going forward as well in different states. Um, but, yeah, we're just really starting to see kind of the, the fruits of our labour starting to really get traction in the market, which is really exciting for us. How active have the Rams been in the Australian market? Yeah, both the Rams actually and the Eagles have um, really activated and stepped up their activations this year. Um, both teams really want to, you know, get their brands recognised within the Australian and uh, New Zealand market. So, um, you know, we've seen watch parties um, throughout the season from the Rams. Um, we've seen watch parties from the Eagles. Um, we've seen uh, Todd Gurley come into market for a whole month. Um, and I think we'll continue to see more and more 
um, efforts from them to try and amplify not only the NFL, but also um, their growth as a brand themselves. So how active are you in reporting those numbers to head office and... I guess, elevating our position in the NFL world? Look, we measure everything we can possibly measure. So um, whether that's coming in from a club and their activations right through to the things that we're doing in market um, and how the market is growing, um, you know, we, we measure fan, fan growth week in, week out. We have a, a global survey that is, you know, always on. So we're consistently trying to measure and report up um, how we are doing, you know, it's important for us um, being a key market that we're showing the, you know, the momentum that we, all the effort we're putting in, the momentum's coming, um, and that's how you unlock more things in the future. And this is all building up to is Brazil just got its game, so the, the Eagles were announced formally yesterday. Um, where are we in the pecking order, do you think? I don't think we're that far away, to be honest with you. I think, you know, there's certainly a lot of work to do um, to, to try and kind of solidify that. But I think, um, you know, it is something that I personally have wanted want, want us to achieve over the next few years. And I hope that we can make it happen. What, what, are, what are the international games like? So you especially know the London games, don't you? Yeah. That, do you know what? They are... They're absolutely fantastic. They are very different from a, a regular season game in the US, and very much that comes from the fans come wearing all 32 teams. Um, you know, fans are there, you know, to see the game, but they're there to represent the fact that they are an NFL fan and they're an NFL fan of whatever 32 team they they love. Um, and it's, so it's just it creates a very different atmosphere from what you'd see at a, a typical sports game where there's kind of two teams playing and you don't really go outside of that. What do you think it would be like in Australia? I think it would be the same, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, certainly from the numbers and the, we, you know, we measure the most um, popular teams and it, and it kind of fluctuates around a little bit, but the heritage teams always seem to be up the top, the, the Cowboys, the Niners, although they always seem to be near the top. And, um, you know, I think with all that growth and all those people following those teams from a very, um, for a very long time, you're only going to see them coming representing their team. So, um, look, if it happens, um, I'd be excited to see everyone coming out and, and enjoying the game, but also just really showing their passion for the game. I feel like you'd sell the MCG out three times over. I ho Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the most popular teams, um, If it, there's such a strong 49ers core. So it, people my age, so I'm 49. So we started with Phil Sims and Bill Parcells, New York Giants, Don Lane. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was the 49ers era with Joe Montana. How strong is the, the Australian support for the 49ers? Really strong. So, um, and as I said, look, the heritage teams, the ones that have been kind of, you know, had those eras back in the 80s, um, still hold strong. Um, and I think you, you're starting to see, you know, people that potentially followed them back then, now their sons and daughters and, and also are also following them now. So it's becoming a bit more of a kind of family tradition. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that. But your Cowboys, your, your Dolphins, your Niners, all of those teams continue to, to show growth. Um, and then un under the younger demographic, you do start to see the Eagles have made a massive jump in the last year. The Rams have made a significant jump. And um, teams like the Raiders, um, I think probably from a lifestyle perspective more so, but they, again, tend to, to be popular among that kind of younger demo. So, um, look, we're in a Super Bowl with um, two teams, uh, 
will probably be painting the town red. Yes. Um, we've got 49ers who, you know, have a, a decent level of following in the Australian market, but then you've got the Chiefs who have kind of newly come through the ranks in the last kind of few years with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, and obviously with the newfound interest around Mr. Kelsey himself, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a few fans tuning in from that perspective too. Um, how many games, interna- how many international games are there? The latest announcement was it eight in the latest announcement? So or? so far we have um, three in London. Yep. Uh, I think I believe there's one in Germany, um, and then there is the Brazil game. So there's more to be announced, um, and that's being worked through at the moment. What's our What's our best case scenario? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can answer that one. Actually, yep. I think we are. Um, look, I think it's not in the plan for this year. Um, and, you know, I think I hope that in the next couple of years we, we look to see something happen in the market. Um, but it's certainly on my radar and something I'm working towards. How important is flag football in Australia? Hugely important. I'd say, you know, we spend a lot of our time um, and a lot of our, a lot of our investment is put into flag. Um, for a few reasons, uh, I'm certainly a big believer that if you play the sport at a young age, you become a fan uh, quicker and you become a fan for life. But it also is a game that teaches people the rules. Um, of the game so which you know I think traditionally people have kind of always said is is sometimes a barrier um, to entry for the sport so we um, started flag a couple of years ago I think we spoke about it last last year Um, we have expanded that to all states of Australia uh, 84 schools we've got huge interest coming in from schools to expand that so we're currently at about 19,000 participants across Australia um, and we're looking to try and amplify that to over 100,000 this year. And I think very much off the back of it now becoming an Olympic sport, um, you know, it creates more opportunities for young people to not only play the sport, but you know, potentially go on in the future to, to be an Olympian. And how good would that be to win a, win a gold for Australia playing flag? So, look, we, we're really invested in flag. Flag is you know, growing and growing globally. Um, and so from an Australia and New Zealand perspective, we are, we're going all in and, and we want every kid to be playing flag um, in the next kind of five years. What's your place in that Olympic pathway is trying to funnel athletes in and then who runs the pointy end of it? Yeah, so look, the, the IFAF, um, the International um, American Football Federation, are the, like, the key gate holder of, of that Olympic piece. Um, and then they obviously have their local federation. So Gridiron Australia will, will play a, a huge role in... Um, the Australia team and, and some of the tournaments and the qualifiers to go with that. And I think our job really is around how do we bring people into the sport? How do we you know, use the, the shield to, to kind of gravitate people in and get them playing and, and teach them the sport? And then how do we then find those, find those athletes that we can then help um, create a pathway for in that kind of gridiron um, Australia environment? Do you think... Whatever Australia has a go at everything. When we set our ambitions for 2028, do you think it will be athletes drawn from other sports or do you think it will be those who have chosen flag football and develop a specialty for it? I actually think it'll be um, probably a mixture, but I actually think it'll be a lot of kids that have actually played uh, flag football and have gone on that pathway. You know, we, I was at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, Florida um, this week, just been, and um, we had our, our Pro Bowl flag championships um, there and like the talent was just undeniable so I think you know a lot of these kids do play other sports not at the professional level so I think what I'd love to see is you know more kids coming in playing now Um, you know they may play other sports but they can play this too and then it creates just another opportunity for them um, into a different sport in the future so look I, I, I think it'll be athletes that are playing flag. 
And have you had, have we had Australian representation? I think it was last year you told us the story of the school that was, was it, that's the Pro Varsity Bowl? Varsity College. Right. So what, what have we had this year? Go yeah, on. so um, we had um, an, a state championship in every single state of Australia, which was fantastic, um, through the month of kind of August, September. Uh, we then hosted a national championship. So we brought all kids that had won their state championship. We flew them to the Gold Coast. Um, we had that. Um, and... Look, it actually ended up being Varsity College that won it again. And I think that was the pure nature of, you know, they were the best team on the day. Um, and so we took them again for the second year in a row. But look, I, like, I hope to see that that, that change is more states are starting to play flag football, more schools are taking it on. And it takes a little while to get into it. But I think um, I'm certainly expecting someone different to win it this year. Do you find, um, so there's still a sense of novelty around Australia in the NFL, is we live that here. Was, you know, do we all swap interviews here? But doing Chicago radio yesterday, and the jokes about kangaroos as pets and that sort of thing. How, um, I guess, it, what's the line between still us being a gimmick with the cliches and the recognition that we are actually the best sporting nation in the world for what we stage? Yeah, look, I, I think we're, we're getting past that. You know, I think we've we've moved to a stage like you know Australians love their sport. Um, and I, I think, you know, whilst you have inherently have your domestic sports um, that are, you know, more popular, I think people are starting to very much um, follow their, their, their usual domestic sport, whether that be AFL or, or NRL, and then kind of move over later in the season. So I, I, don't, I actually think, yeah, the jokes will, you know, always kind of semi-continue a little bit, but I actually think from a serious perspective, people are, um, it's become part of, part of the, the sports calendar. And I guess it's a relevant question to you because you were the fresh eyes. What, what do you make of us as a sporting culture in Australia? I think Australia, like, I didn't know this before I um, moved down to Australia, but look, Australia is one of the best um, kind of sports nations I've seen. Um, you know, I, th I feel like they embrace every single sport. Um, I love the fact that kids um, are playing multiple sports. It's not like other countries where you kind of choose a sport and then that's what you play. Um, it is fantastic to see that, you know, Monday through Friday there's a different sport being played every single day of the week. So, look, I, I think um, there's a lot of talent that exists in the Australian market. There's a lot of exceptional sports fans. Um, and, you know, part of what I love about my job and what I do is, is being able to just see the passion that comes out of people, um, whether it be an AFL uh, matchup or an NFL game later in the season. Um, it's been it's been fantastic to see. How do you find the attitude of of our major sports, AFL and NRL? It feels from the outside that there's there's no real competition or. And I know, I think there was an AFL press conference or press opportunity today where Sav Rock is kicking the ball and Christian Petrarch is doing it to promote the Marvel event mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl. Is there a level of cooperation rather than threat? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's certainly no threat. Um, we, we've actually built some really great relationships and some strong relationships with both of those codes. Um, look, we're, we're really supportive. Obviously, the NRL are playing a game out here in, in three weeks' time. Super supportive of that. Um, have made some great uh, relationships in the in the AFL space. Um, I don't think we, we compete. I think, you know, certainly um, if you think about the fact that our season starts um, and they're kind of at the end, the tail end of, of the AFL NRL season, we, we don't do a lot until those codes finish. And I think that's out of a bit of a respect factor. But also, um, let's not try and uh, compete in a landscape where, you know, we, we don't dominate currently. Have you got any view on whether the NRL is clever to, to see what they can crack in Vegas? I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it.
Charlotte, it's great to see you. Thanks for all you do for us across this week. But um, more importantly, the advocacy back to head office as we're sort of in your hands. So uh, good luck to you and thanks for being with us again. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Charlotte Offord is the head of NFL Australia. So a lot of our hopes and ambitions uh, rest with her at head office.